<laughs> she says the F word and she picks up dead animals with her bare hands. Wow. She's the do it all mom. Howdy, Jill. How's it going? Hey, Jake. I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, how did you do brackets this year? Mark Madness? Yeah. They did not. They were done. They're done. Has anyone ever praised their March Madness brackets? I've only heard people talk about how bad they are in the history of the world. No one's ever said, yeah, I had a good bracket this year. I always, did always a bad. couple years ago. I did an okay bracket. I didn't suck. Because I didn't pick Duke that year. <laughs> Duke lets me down every year. I didn't oh, pick They weren't even year. in it this year. No, I didn't. They obs were not. Mine was especially bad because I had a final four of Ohio State and Illinois. Same. And I think they both lost in the first weekend. And I can't even remember yeah. who else I have. I did not watch college basketball this year. I have no idea. I know Gonzaga is good. That's all I know. Yeah. I, and like, yeah, I just did not do very well. And my, I, yesterday was done too because I had Oregon State losing. And yeah. So that sucks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. The leader in my uh, pool is a cactus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But anyway, hey, we've we've got a really good show today. I think this is timely. I think so too. Actually, we've got my my dear friend, surrogate mother, and retired therapist Cheryl Ginsburg on the show. Who provides some free, th not free, but she provides some impromptu informal therapy for me. Right. She was a licensed clinical social worker and she has her master's in social work. Um, she, it was a very good, very informative show, I think. We, Jake, Got some decent questions answered, I feel like, and it was just good. Yeah, we talk about COVID, COVID stress, rise of anxiety and social media problems, and how to respond to people who have loved ones die. I think it was good times. That's a really weird segue. To <laughs> good times. <laughs> Loved ones dying. Good time. <laughs> okay. Speaking of people dying, it was a good show. We did come up with another good business idea that I think we got to roll on that before someone takes Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So stick around. Well, Cheryl, welcome to the uh, podcast. Joining us in studio is Cheryl, and by studio, I mean in the safety of our own homes. <laughs> that was stupid. 
I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen because it's COVID and I'm eating my way through the COVID. I mean, you know how people crazy. eat a lot of weight, you know? Yeah. Okay. Didn't mean Live that. from the kitchen. <laughs> I don't have any comments about that. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Thanks. Good to be here. Thank you for, for doing this with us, Cheryl. We wanted to have you on. You're a retired therapist. Yep. Um, Although I got to admit, I do go around at parties and events and um, diagnose people. So although I don't get paid to do that, I still do it. Well, we enjoy that you do that. I especially enjoy that because I can be like, hey, Cheryl. Narcissist. I'm like, what's wrong with that lady over there? And you're like, oh, she's just weird. There's nothing wrong with her. So anyway. Well, by the end of today, I want I want my diagnoses. I'm really curious. I'm sure I'm sure they'll come out. Yeah. I really could use a therapy session right now anyway. Yeah. Okay. No pressure, Cheryl. 150 bucks. Venmo. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, let's talk about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> what? Actually, it is. I, I'm fascinated with COVID. I can't, I can't stop reading articles about COVID. In fact, on Yahoo, when I pull it up, you know how there's the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's all COVID stuff right now. I can't get enough. I want to know how the vaccines are going. I want to know every country that has a vaccine. I want to know what their efficacy is after five days, six days, seven days. I want to know what the case counts are. I want to know what the variants are. Oof. So there's one hint of what my diagnosis is. Okay. Well, how overall, I think, you know, having been on, you know, hitting, having a pandemic and being in a controlled environment has obviously affected everybody's health adversely a little bit in the last year. But in Utah specifically, how do you think Utahns have handled it? Overall. Well, overall. So I wrote you about this. And what I think is that Utah, like many other red states, especially Utah being a Western red state, has a real strong mistrust of the federal government, as you know, due to history, I think. And thus, um, fear of the government has made them more attached to conspiracy theories. So there's that resentment of you're not going to tell me what to do, so I'm not going to wear a mask. And uh, the mistrust of the government is like, I don't gonna, I'm not going to take that damn vaccination. So what was your question? <laughs> well, how has it affected well, the mental health of the, the general mental health of Utahns? Well, to build on what I said, I think fear, of course, was the main emotion that came up for this. And people uh, expressed their fear in different ways. So some people are like, okay, I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to be careful with masks because I really want to be safe. And then there's the other uh, piece of that where 
underneath anger is fear. Right. So people will be, okay, you know, I'm really angry about this. I'm going to burn my mask. I'm going to, you know, write things about QAnon. And so I think in that respect, there's a lot of fear, which tied in with the history of Utah, I think creates a certain kind of mental health issue. Some people do really well um, staying home and not having to contact people. And so in that case, they're like, awesome, I get to do it legally now. And some people really strain at wanting to be out and socialize. And it's been really rough on that score, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been thoroughly confused by some of the things that have happened as a result of the pandemic and mask wearing and all that stuff is a big part of it because you get people who absolutely refuse to have any social responsibility and it's like my me 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 my freedoms my rights whatever and screw everyone else and then they'll say things like don't live in fear why are you why are you in so why are you so scared of the virus we can't live our lives in fear i'm not afraid of this blah 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 and you're like okay great well hey guess what everyone can get a vaccine now oh i'm not putting that in my body they haven't <laughs> tested those enough we don't know what's in those things i'm not getting a vaccine no way but it's weird how partisan it is that's the thing that blows my mind like you can tell who someone voted for president by what they have or don't have on their face at the grocery store like how did that happen um maybe um i think that there are quite a few republicans though who are who do support wearing masks and who do who do follow the rules so i think it's more partisan in the in the sense of trumpite Republicans, because I think of the president, the former president, that, that guy, if he had right from the beginning worn a mask or admitted that he had a vaccination, if he had been more supportive, I think it would have been a bit easier for the Republican Party um, sure. to go along and follow the rules. But I, I don't think it's a Republican Democrat thing. But what do I know? I was saying early on, Trump missed a huge opportunity because he's the branding genius, right? And the MAGA yeah. hat, like like him or not, that's an iconic piece of fashion that will go down in history. And he missed a chance with the face mask. He, oh, I know. He MAGA, MAGA mask. He could right. Won. Make America mask again. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So I was at a doctor's the other day and I was wearing my Joe Biden, this is where Joe won, and I was wearing my Joe Biden mask. And he said that somebody came in with a Trump mask. And he said wow. to the guy, are you wearing, why are you wearing a mask, a Trump mask? Why are you even wearing one? I thought Trump didn't want you to wear them. So <laughs> there is irony sometimes. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I saw a woman with a Trump mask at the, at the supermarket and I, I gave her a little, uh, like a kudos look, not for the mask, but I think she needed the positive reinforcement for wearing it. Very You're good. better than me. And that is one of the reasons why. Well, I give me or I give dirty looks to all the people who don't wear masks, which when I'm in St. George, there's a lot of them. A lot of people, it's about... Yeah. At least a third now in the supermarkets or stores don't wear a mask, and I like I take my mom grocery shopping because I help I'm helping her out, and I'll be loudly be like, "Mom, don't go that way. They're not wearing masks." 
Good for you. People look at me like I'm a weirdo and my mom's vaccinated, but they don't need to know that. They just need the public shame for not having consideration for other people. I agree. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. I did that with my little grandson who's 11. We were in the Lego store. So he wants to take me to look at something on the wall. And I said, we're not going that way. That lady isn't wearing her mask correctly. And she kind of looked around, pulled it over her nose. But yeah, so I do what you do, Jake. I think that's an awesome intervention. Well, my mom will start coughing too if she really needs to go down that aisle because she's <laughs> she'll just start coughing. Way to go, Dinah. <laughs> my mom's cool. That's something I would do. Something I have done. What am I talking about? Way to clear out a line. Well, Staying with the pandemic, I don't know if you could answer this or not, because I've noticed in the last year, because I had this happen yesterday, I've had these random days where I just feel completely exhausted, and I don't know why. Like, I'm in good physical shape. I feel like I hiked a mountain or something. Like, I I just am lethargic, sluggish. I don't want to do anything. And I, I'm pretty sure it's mental because the first time I noticed it, I was really stressed out. My dad was having real bad health problems and I had to leave like the day that he was having issues and he went to the hospital the next day and I had to leave town and go up north for something. So I was really stressed out and I noticed it that day. Like I'm just completely, I just can't do anything. And I've never really noticed this before. I've felt that way, but I could always trace it to something. It's like, oh, okay, I'm exhausted because I hiked 20 miles yesterday or whatever. And these lately, last year, it's happened five or six times. I can't trace it to anything. Well, I'm going to agree with you that it probably is mental health oriented. Like stress can do that. Exhaust you because you're hanging on so hard. Depression, a mild depression will do that. And that that didn't surprise me at all. In fact, the amount of depression that's gone on because of how crazy 2020 was and a little bit of 2021 so far, that can lead to depression, which will evidence in those symptoms. So give yourself a break. Sure. Give me sure. a break. Well, so confession... I guess I shouldn't call it a confession. I'm going to be vulnerable. Oh God, I hate that word. But so I've had, I've had depression. Like I've had clinical depression. And the thing that's interesting is I agree with you. It does seem like that would be a reasonable explanation, but I've had depression and it manifests itself completely different. It's always been like acute and it's been like different feelings, different D- different emotions, not the exhaustion. So is that ever something you've no- noticed? I know you're retired, but in your years of experience where people can have something like depression or anxiety or whatever that manifests itself for a long time and then something happens and it starts manifesting itself differently. Sure. I think that's absolutely um, accurate because I think, and also things will come up and you have to sort it out and say, oh, I bet you're depressed or, oh, I bet you're stressed. It isn't always the same because, you know, the DSM, which I'll send you a copy if you send me $125, but it's a diagnostic manual that tells you what different symptoms are part of a diagnosis. So it could go several ways. You'll say, okay, one out of five, and you've got this diagnosis. And 
there'll be different ones that show up. So no, it's not unusual to have it show up in different ways. And uh, like you were saying, manifest differently. I'm, I'm expecting that Venmo for 125 for the book and then 150 for the therapy session. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I already have a DSM-5 because <laughs> my previous work was similar enough to mental health that I have a rudimentary knowledge of. Good for you. Some of that stuff. Good. So Cheryl still, just so you're aware that uh, Cheryl's still expecting that 150 though. So really though. <laughs> well, hey, I can take the whole hour. We can do a therapy session. This might, this might work. I'm just going to completely dominate this. Let's show not today. do that, Jake. I'll, well, I'll be honest though. I, I, can't I, have another, I have another question. This is a good segue into that. I actually have tried therapy before by the way everyone i'm very mentally stable and i'm i'm in a good place but being vulnerable i've tried mental health therapy with three different therapists and it's never worked like i've done a few sessions and then the third time i'm like this is gonna work i'm someone who professionally refers people to therapists and I tell them how awesome it is i'm gonna make this work and i kept going and going and going and going and it still didn't work. It just never worked. So if I can ask, what do you mean by worked? Like I, I got some insight. I got, it was, it was nice, but I didn't really feel like it was helpful. What were you looking for? What did you expect? <laughs> 175. I'm raising my raise. <laughs> That's a good question. I guess when I've heard people go through therapy, they get these breakthrough moments and like, oh, I had no idea I did that. How long or, did you stick with you know, your therapist, though? Well, the first two times was just pretty brief. After like three or four times, <clears throat> I figured, eh, this is boring. The third time I went probably, I don't know, 15 times or so. That's a, yeah, that's a long time. But, but again, what was it when you went in, did you say, this is what I'd like to accomplish? This is my end goal or this is my issue. Did, did you go over a treatment plan? It's a good question. I don't think I can say so. I had a rough idea of what I wanted, what my issue was. And I was hoping for insight. And I guess I got insight into what caused my thinking errors, but less so what to do about that. Okay. So in my opinion, and I'm not licensed anymore, but you have several kinds of therapists and therapy to go to. Um, you would start, okay, talking about social workers, you probably know this because you did referrals. You've got licensed clinical social workers, and they have various techniques that they subscribe to. Then you've got psychologists, and they have various techniques that they subscribe to, and they have more schooling than a social worker, and some of them are do testing as well. Then you've got psychiatrists. Some of them are great therapists, and some of them just prescribe medications. 
Then you've got licensed marriage family counselors. And let's see, am I leaving anybody out? So basically you have all these choices. And the best thing I will tell people to do is interview the person because they're working for you. So you go in and interview them and then it's like, doesn't click, you just fire him. And they are, you are a consumer. And that's the most a powerful thing to realize. Would, would you say that if someone were trying, so they can interview a therapist, would you recommend that they try a certain number of sessions before they declare that it's not going to work? Because isn't it possible that maybe one or two yeah. sessions you're feeling each other out and getting some information and maybe by the third or fourth you might have a breakthrough? Like we wouldn't want people to cut it off too early. Do you think there's a, a good- I think it's all on you. Like if you're seeing a therapist, I mean, it wouldn't be up to them to say this isn't working. But I would, you know, just make a phone call and say, hey, you know, this is these are my issues. This is what I'd like. Do you think this is something you can do? And an honest her, her prescriber therapist would say, yeah, that's something I can do. Or yeah, I'd go in one session and you'd, you'd hopefully spend the first session talking about background information, like what's your history? Have you ever had psychotic episodes? What concerns you the most? So you get a lot of history there. And then you would say, this is what I want to get out of the session or the sessions or the therapy. And then you'd move on from there. And I think by the second session, you'd know if it was working or not. I would, I would trust you to do that. Right. Right. Well, for instance, I, I too have had my emotional and mental health just all over the place for pretty much the whole of my existence. But particularly within the last 20 or so years. And the psychiatrist before this last one I had, it was one appointment. And I was like, I remember it was a gentleman. It was a guy. And this doctor was crazy. I mean, me going to him being crazy myself and seeing this guy, and it's just like, oh, no, this is not going to work. And Curtis could hear me on the other end of the door. That's how loud I was crying. And it was like ugly oh. cry. And Curtis goes, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, no, it isn't going to work at all. So, I mean, I was really fortunate because I was able to find my doctor now who is amazing but um, that sucked for me. And so I think I think sometimes you know immediately, but there again, I don't know. It took me a few appointments with my my psychiatrist who also does talk therapy as well as prescribe. Um, it took me two or three appointments with her before I realized that she was going to be the... Uh, the person I ended up with. So, but that leads me to my question. Do you think everybody can benefit from therapy? Cause a lot of people sub- subscribe to the notion that everybody needs a therapist and they're so all up in your face about it. And it's like, I, I don't think everybody needs one, but I don't know. 
Well, the main reason people go to therapy, and you would ask this, Jake, this is the first thing a therapist would ask, would be, what brought you in now? Why now? So if you are not functioning in some area of your life, or you're having a crisis, like going through a divorce or something, then I think counseling or therapy would be helpful. But just to walk in off the street and go, hey, my life's going great. And uh, I think I'll go to therapy. I don't I don't think that's necessary. So I don't think everybody should go to therapy. I would I would say if something if you have an issue, if you're not functioning, if you have a trauma going on, then yes. Great. Thank you for answering that. I think that might explain my second stint why it didn't work because I actually did that as part of my master's program. They're What's like, your master's in? It's in rehabilitation counseling. So it's related. It's very yeah. the track is very similar to a therapist. It's about half right. half the same, but there was a, a counseling class and they're like, you know what's really good for people that might be doing counseling is to go do counseling and see what it's like to sit on the other end. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And kind of, I didn't really, I was doing good. I didn't really have any big issues. And I had some, you know, I have some ongoing things that are always there. And I tried to talk about that, but it wasn't real, it wasn't real at the time. And I think that was, that was the part of, part of the problem. But I, I've heard what Jill says too. I've heard that a lot where people will compare mental health therapy to working out at the gym or seeing a nutritionist or something. And they'll be like, well, you'll, you go to the gym when you're in good shape, you still keep going. So maybe you should do therapy. They kind of equate it to the same thing, but you're saying it. No, it's not. Maybe it's not a maintenance issue as much as a problem solving issue. Well, also, I think there's also varying, varying degrees of what your needs are. Like if you need counseling, that's different than therapy. So if you need some support and you're going through, it's like, eh, yeah, I just, I'm doing okay, but just want to make sure that would just require fewer sessions and it would be more um, like counseling, which is what you do actually, if you're a rehabilitative counselor. Um, and then therapy, if there are other issues, like I mentioned earlier, like if there's trauma or something, you're not functioning well, in an aspect of your life. So I think there's different, when you say therapy is such a broad umbrella. I appreciate that answer. What's your favorite episode of Saved by the Bell? You know, I'm going to go with Shit's Creek. If you want to talk about TV shows, that's my favorite. Have you guys seen that? I love it. Oh my God, Jake. Jake, have you seen it? Ew, Jake. Ew, David! David! I've heard so many people talk about that that I've made an effort to not watch it. No, this is when you would like it. Well, I think I would like it. That's why I don't watch it. (laughs) I try to avoid things that I might get addictive to. Any TV show that gets lots of buzz, I stay away. So you're anti-hedonic. Which, you know, you don't, you avoid pleasure. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> I don't know that I would avoid. I'm very pleasure. saddened to hear that you won't watch it because it's so awesome. So I will be happy to join you in another podcast and make it the Shits Creek um, theme. That would be great, Cheryl. I would enjoy that very much. A whole lot of Lexus can be our theme song. A little bit of Lexus. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, a lot of want... Alexis. I said a whole lot of Alexis. Either way, Jake, you're you're getting lost because you don't watch it. Well, I mean, do we want to record something where I watch it for the first time and you guys watch yes. it with me, like a reaction yes. video? Yes. What was that old that old thing where they have like the two robots watching, or it's a robot watching a movie and they make comments the whole time? Is that before your time? We could do that. We could have the episode and we can talk all the way through it. It's like what they do for the special edition DVDs where all of the stars and the right. talk about the show, but we can right. do it even though we're not in it. Yes. That's the episode where I got drunk before I did that song. I know. And there really wasn't food there, but I was pretending there was. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> That would make me happy. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's see. Moving along. We'll kind of start to. Um, anxiety seems to be growing. Or does it just seem like that because people are more open about it? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's a little of each. <laughs> I think that it's growing because I think our culture is more, first of all, I want to say our lives would be a lot better without 24-7 news. Absolutely. Because that produces anxiety. You're watching TV like, oh, my God, Joe Biden tripped going up the stairs. Or, you know, just it's they're always looking for a story and they just do it to death. So I think that increases anxiety. Um, in addition, I think this is this is a hard time. This is a really difficult time. And people, thankfully, are more open about what's going on and uh, expressing their anxiety, expressing their fears. Sure. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I I hear people talk about anxiety all the time. And, of course, a lot of people are just saying it. They just say anxiety kind of in a casual way. But I think a lot of people are admitting that they have real anxiety. It's not as taboo. It's not people aren't being as judged for it as they were before. But then I also wonder, I don't think it's just people reporting it more. I think there is more of it. And I, I wonder if social media has a big effect. And the people, I guess, if you think about who is reporting anxiety more, I feel like it's people that are still in school high school or college. And man, we joke all the time. Like Jill and I are the same age, but people our age joke all the time. Like, thank God they didn't have Facebook when we were in high school. And I think about that now, like how much harder is that to feel like, because you, when you're that age, when you're young and just coming of age, you feel like people are looking at you all the time and you feel like you're being judged all the time. But then to have that extra screen and the extra Avenue for people to judge you and, throw shade at you as they say. So I, th- I'm wondering, and, I think that's a big deal with it. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I know um, a couple of times in my own therapy and I said, well, this happened. I said, this, this woman attacked me. He goes, get off of Facebook, get off of Twitter. It's like, okay, I'll take a break, yeah. but I can't be off of it. Well, but yeah, I think- like Cheryl. Okay. For our listeners, Cheryl and I have been friends for, Oh, about 11 years now. 
And um, every, but Cheryl and I have grown our friendship to this, a very good place where we both, if, if I'm feeling down or she's feeling down, sometimes she'll just shoot me a screenshot and then I'll call her and make her laugh and just, it's kind of a two-way street now, but it's just what we have to do. We find our coping mechanism and we find a person. We find our people who just, you know, become, become the person we need. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've taken screenshots of people who think they're really cute. But they're not. <laughs> And they're belly dancing. And you're like, well, why would you do this publicly? <laughs> it's fine for a hobby, but come on. So we'll send each other snarky things like We're that. We're just snarky. We're horrible people is really what it is. Well, and uh, that's it. So, <laughs> so that abruptly stopped because we had a technical error. <laughs> Which our lovely podcast, 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 <laughs> almost ten o'clock. It's past my bedtime, but our podcast host was recording and then just lost Cheryl's file. So there's you and me talking in a lot of blank space. It's really yeah. funny. Well, yeah, and we could post that, and then you could try and figure out what Cheryl was saying. I could remember what she's saying. I could do. I could do an impression. <laughs> eh. but it was good We're, I think we should have her back on for part two we should because we got to talk about that again it was really funny so I don't remember why we were talking about writing things on your hand but that led me to admitting to some I'm not well I'm glad actually that part got cut out because I admitted to something that was bad yeah long time ago and yeah, now, so, no evidence of that. <laughs> and we would have had to edit out a whole bunch of other stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to engage you. So we will have Cheryl back on for part two. So this let's just call this part one. And stay tuned for part two. I'm not sure that that'll be... We're definitely going to talk about Tupac Shakur's uh, Shalom friend in part two. That's true. So stay tuned about I don't even know what that word means. Tupac Shakur <laughs> with his bandana Hello. around his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to be at the Salt Lake Roasting Company in 2006, I don't know when that would have, would have been. It was a long time ago, right? Yeah, probably. You happen to wear a bandana around your thigh. We noticed. We noticed you. We saw you. <laughs> and 15 years later, we still talk about it. It's true. <laughs> Tupac. Tupac. We didn't call you Tupac, though. <laughs> we saw your curly hair. Anyway. <laughs> right. We have We're to edit out the outro. A five minute outro. We already have things we have to edit out. Eh, we're fine. I'm just kidding. All right. Till next time, everybody. All right. Have a good time, Jake. 
you take care of yourself and we'll keep in touch with you on the Twitters, on the Insta. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Like, we'll keep in touch. Like, well, I always oh. keep in touch with you. That's nothing new. We still have more shows to do, right? Well, well, yeah. That's the way you should end your conversation with everyone that you talk with regularly. Like, you're on the Good phone. With Good night, Mom. We'll keep in touch. <laughs> Kid, love you. Bye. I'm going to do that and see if someone reacts really weird. Someone I talk to regularly. Okay, like when my, like I'm going to say goodbye to my boss. <laughs> All right, we'll keep in touch. And then just leave. And then just. I'm going to just start doing it to everybody. I'm going to start just saying, okay, love you, bye. Just to see, like, I see my plastic surgeon next week for my pre-op. I'm just going to be like, okay, love you, bye. See what he yeah. does. Even when you're not ready to go. <laughs> that would be enjoyable just to see the awkwardness i enjoy awkward we we don't know anything about awkward oh you know what speaking of awkward we we gotta we gotta bring up that business idea we talked about the book idea because that was brilliant oh absolutely and cheryl's gonna write the foreword so you gotta you gotta tune in for part two. We're gonna we're gonna Definitely. talk about that again. All right. Take care, fam. Okay. See ya, fam AF. That's the end of our show. Thank you for listening to the Utah AF podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share with a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. That helps get our show out and increase visibility. And when we do well, you do well. We have no idea what that means. Yeah, don't ask us to explain now. Please go ahead and follow us on social media. On Instagram, we're at Utah underscore AF. On Twitter, we're also at Utah underscore AF. Also, our website, Utah-AF. Send us your tweet. Tweet. Tweets, 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 tweets. Tweets. Don't you you say the other T word. So confusing getting all my twits. Anywho, you're awesome, AF. Thank you. Yes, thank you, AF.